Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a special Friday edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with actor and NFL alum Isaac Keys. Isaac starred alongside Chris O'Dodd and Ray Romano in Epic's Get Shorty, which they just wrapped up season one last weekend. Isaac is also best known in movies like Jurassic World and Beyond the Lights. His next project will be in Crackles the Oath, which will premiere in 2018. The series is executive produced by Curtis 50 Cent Jackson and his G Unit Film and Television. And uh, which gonna he, I'm gonna ask Isaac about that because it explores you know gangs and uh, what they need to do you know as far as when it comes to sw- um, swearing in and protecting and defending. And Isaac is also a former NFL linebacker. He has played with such teams like the Arizona Cardinals, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Green Bay Packers. Please welcome my special guest, Mr. Isaac. Hi, hi, Isaac. Hi, hi. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you very well. Okay, Okay, good, good. I'm I'm glad to be here if you can't tell from my excitement. (laughs) Glad to be talking to you. (laughs) <laughs> oh well, it's it's a pleasure. Thank you for uh, joining us and talking with us today. I know you have a very busy schedule, and uh, thank you for taking the time out to talk with us. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. That was a great introduction, and uh, I look forward <laughs> to talking to you and, and to everybody listening. Yes, yes. I, I want to go back because people don't know that. You know, you you've been in such movies like Jurassic Park, and and um, and you're getting ready to do a, n- a new project with Fifty Cent. But I want to go back to the very beginning with your football career. You you started out playing uh, uh, baseball when you was very young, and then you also started <laughs> playing football. And yeah, I I can imagine w- you know what that was like. I mean, how did it happen for you? Like, how do you make the transition from playing football to acting? Oh man, well I I've always said because I needed a job. That's one reason. That was the main reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> um, when football kind of ended for me, you know, I was still young. I was like I was thirty years old, and you know that's considered old, and when it comes to references to the NFL. And um, I was one of those grinders, you know. I was one of those players that you may, necessarily may have not known because I was just grinding to make the team every year. But then when I play, you know, I'm special teams. I'm backing up maybe the starting linebacker. But, you know, I, I maintained that for six years. So it was just always the, you know, grindful stage. But it was it was a, a, a great time in my life as well, too, because I learned a lot about myself. And the most important thing that I learned about myself is to continue to, to have perseverance and be persistent and to just – you know, sometimes persistence can be the the ultimate success because it basically achieves a greater achievement when it, when it happens. And um, when football came to an end where I just didn't know what I was getting ready to do in life, I didn't know what – I couldn't find anything else I was passionate about like I was football. And 
throughout some of just the different endeavors and people were talking, acting started to kind of come into play. I'm like, what, acting? Like, and I thought about it. I was like, hey, you took an acting class in high school, remember? And I was like, oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? <laughs> I just did that as an elective because I just needed the class. I was getting ready to graduate. So um, um, acting, I just, you know, once it started to kind of come to fruition, like, okay, well, let's see. Let's take an acting class. I moved to L.A., jumped into acting class, and I was like, you know what? I think something might be here. Let's just keep on pursuing it. And that's how it started, really, just like that. Wow. Now, uh, what yeah. would you say to to uh, students that might want to do that kind of thing? I mean, I know, you know, it's, uh, parents push their uh, boys to really to get into sports and, 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 you know, make the team and be the MVP. What do you say to college students who uh, want to do, do like a d- double thing, the dual thing, to, do, to be the athlete and be an actor at the same time? I would say you you have to do it I mean, because when you're going through first of all when you're going through life, especially in college, you're really trying to figure out who you, who you are and where do you fit in society and where do you fit what, what are you excited about in life. So you have to explore and try different things. I think the biggest um, the the biggest thing that can can hurt you is is, is living in a, being putting yourself in a box and not and being afraid of trying new things because fear fear will hold you back from a lot of different things. It'll hold you back from your success. And um, and I say success, I mean just the obstacles that you overcome in life. Uh, but you can't be fearful. You don't let things hold you back. Even though the thought comes to your mind and say, hey, well, I don't know if I can do it, just jump out there and do it, and you, you'll surprise yourself a lot of the times. So I think with me, I'm a big advocate of sports because I think sports teach you the game of life. Um, it teaches you how to try to work, how to work with other people to accomplish a common goal. In football, it was to work together to either score a touchdown or being on defense like I was, was to prevent the team, the other team, from scoring a touchdown or getting points. So I had to work together with other people and have an assignment to, uh, to be able to, you know, fulfill my assignment. I think um, you, you know, just explore, try okay. different things, and I think parents out there should should really, you know, try to set up as many avenues for their kids to try to explore until they kind of figure it out. And see, and and pay attention to what they excel in as well too. Now, do you remember your very first uh, your play that you auditioned for when you was in high school? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, if, you know, because of the class, I didn't have to audition for a play. But what we have to do was just we would have to pick scenes, and we would have to pick a scene partner, and then we would have to go up and present that scene um, in front of the in the rest of the class. I don't remember the, the the one. I didn't know what I was doing there. I, I just was. I would read something and I, and then call myself memorizing it and or thinking I was memorizing it and then I would just go. And I think that's probably one of the best things about it because it was just I was just I had no intentions. I had no uh, expectations about it. And I think that's why it just seemed to kind of be fun. It was a bunch of knuckleheads in the classroom and we were just having fun. Um, wow. I. I mean, I can remember, you know, when I when I got into start acting and start auditioning, how that wasn't as much fun because, you know, you did have expectations. You did have, you know, so you wanted to be good. And I remember going in and not being not being good. You know, it, you know, that's why you have to touch the process. I mean, I like to say that I'm better now, um, throughout all the acting classes and what I've accomplished thus far. But, you know, it's not easy going to audition and and go out there, but 
a lot of things, like I said, I think football prepared me for a lot of this. Now, I know you are, are also a motivational speaker, and you talk about <laughs> encouraging people to do more in their lives, and you also talk about the importance in setting goals. And going back to what you were saying, how did that mindset help prepare you for the NFL? Um, I think a lot of that I learned while in the NFL. Um, I think because, first of all, I mean, sometimes while you're playing the NFL, you take for granted how hard it is to get there and how many people don't achieve that goal. They say it's 1%, and then they say the NFL, the acronym stands for not for long, um, of being there. But while you're in it, you kind of take it for granted in the sense of that you don't realize what you have have achieved. And sometimes you have to sit back because we're so hard on ourselves in general. We're a lot harder on ourselves on things that, oh, I didn't get this done or where I should be in life or um, I messed up here. Well, sometimes you have to sit back and really just, you know, think about what you have accomplished to get to where you are and give yourself a brief pat on the back and say, okay, you're doing good. Let's keep moving forward. But in order to keep moving forward, I think you have to try to set some type of goal to say, hey, this is where I want to be here so you can start to process and create the steps to get to that goal. Mm-hmm. See, because sometimes we set goals, but we're not taking the steps to get there because we, we don't want the journey. Like, oh, I, I want to be this, but are you willing to, to take the steps to be that? Because a lot of times the reason why you're able to get to that spot is because you went through a process or we went through a journey. I, and the reason why I can get to the next acting level is not necessarily somebody being the best actor. It's about the process of going in different audition rooms, meeting different casting directors, people seeing your face, and throughout years of time, people say, you know what, I want to work with that guy. Or because you worked on this project, they say pull you over to this project, another project, because, you know, you're easy to work with or you are professional and, you you know, you build a good relationship. So it's a journey and a process, and I think, and we can't be afraid of that sometimes. You can't really cheat it to be successful, I believe, in whatever you're doing. Now, you're also a graduate of Morehouse College. Uh, some of uh, – some of today's uh, uh, top uh, biggest celebrities graduated from there, like Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Spike Lee, oh. even Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and you also yeah. played for several teams. How do you end up uh, playing with uh, Arizona? Um, Arizona, well, Arizona was my was my last stop in NFL, um, and to track back. So when I got signed as a free agent with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Dennis Green was the head coach. So, and, and rest in peace, uh, DG, because he, uh, he played a major factor in my life. He gave me an opportunity that I, nobody else was going to give me at that time. So he gave me an opportunity in Minnesota Vikings. Um, eventually he left that next year, that following year, and he was looking for, you know, he was, when he, as he would say, he was on the high road, you know. So and uh, meaning that he was just looking for his next stop and he's living life. So he ended up coming back. To, he ended up getting uh, signed as a head coach to Arizona um, in 2004. And at that time, I had did Minnesota, and then I had was at Green Bay, NFL Europe. And I actually, you know, I reached out to them. I reached out to my old coach. I reached out to Dennis Green, and I said, hey, I'm out here, you know, basically got it out here on the streets, but I'm, in, I'm ready. Opportunity, let me know what, what's going on. And they brought me in for a workout, and that's when, you know, they signed me to Arizona. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, and I guess to add into that, I mean, I was perseverance. 
if I just would have kept my mouth shut and didn't do anything like that and uh, didn't build good relationships, probably wouldn't have been there. Now, I know uh, there's been a lot of talk about the NFL and, and players taking the knee during the national anthem. And uh, with this mm-hmm. president, uh, he wants uh, the NFL commissioner to really push coaches to fire players if they take a knee. Now, if you were playing, still p- playing professional ball, would you join your fellow players in taking the stand? I would say yes, I would. And that's initially the first thing I said. I even tweeted out, I said, after that first comment that the president made uh, about calling them SOBs uh, and things of that nature, I said on that following Sunday, I said it shouldn't be a problem that everybody take a knee just, you know, for to to Because to, basically it was just a strong statement, and I felt like it was something that as players we have um, – I can't say responsibility, but as players you have a platform. Um, and I had to, but then I, I thought about it, and I also understood why some players don't take me. Because think about this: I was a, a free agent, so I wasn't a big name player. I was, and you know, say I was a rookie or a second year player. So, you know, I'm trying to fight to get a position on this team. I'm trying to fight for my livelihood. I'm, I'm out there, and that's how I take care of my family, my and, and all aspects. Now, if I go out here and I take a knee, I have to be willing to risk all of that for a cause that has to mean something special to me. It has to mean a whole lot. It has to mean so strongly to me that I'm willing to sacrifice my next check and the future of my family and my livelihood. That's how his cause has to mean that strongly to me. So a player coming in in that position, it's tough. But if a position of a player who has more of a status quo, such as even someone who is not a minority, is Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, who – particularly throw most of their receivers and most of the reason why their legacy is where it is to this day is because of working with their teammates who may be of minorities. Mm-hmm. Now, if you, if, you, if you organize this, then now everybody understands exactly why we're protesting and can have a strong enough belief in it. But what happened is they're keeping it in such a disarray where nobody knows exactly what we're protesting sometimes. And then you have to keep explaining it. Right. You know, when right. the civil rights movement was going, right, when the civil rights movement, we all knew. We were fighting injustice. We wanted we wanted equality. But now they, what they do is they cause, you know, if you don't have organization, you have chaos. That's why the law of the place is, you know, even though some of we don't, you know, you know, don't seem like they work towards for us, but you have total chaos. Right now, I feel like it started out something with Kaepernick, and I know I'll take it a little further, it was Kaepernick. Kaepernick, to me, didn't have necessarily the status quo to be able to really fulfill, keep, you know, to keep the movement alive. They were able to sacrifice him for as, when I say that, for as taking away his job and then saying, well, you know, we took away his job because he was not producing. You know, his, you know, his numbers weren't that high when they ended up letting him go. Mm-hmm. Even though he may be better than a lot of other quarterbacks, his numbers weren't that high, so they guess how they can justify it. Um. But if we had at that time, he was, but he had to be the one to start it. But now it has to be organized. And I keep going back to that because it frustrates me because we have some people that are saying that, you know, we're, oh, they're disrespecting the military. No, we're not disrespecting the military. Then you have laws and coming out there with actually saying you can't, you can't punish or fire someone for not being patriotic at their job. Right. But yet the president is able to say those different things. And then also the things about saying, well, actually it's disrespectful to the flag. 
to do certain things, to wear it as a, a book bag or clothing or to even pull it out in certain aspects. It's, it's those different things. So there's so much disarray. And even somebody comes out and says, hey, we're not going against the military. We're fighting against equality, and, you know, we want justice, and we want, you know, those things that are nature for minorities and people who are at a disadvantage in, in this country. We just don't like the way our country, the stance our country is taking right now. Absolutely. But it Absolutely. needs to be organized. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to go on about it. I know I'm going to ways, but it needs to be more organized. We need more players with names and recognition to step up and organize exactly so we can actually actually say this is what, we, what we're protesting. And protesting is uncomfortable. So people right. are trying to make it comfortable so they can just push it under the rug. And that way nothing gets done. And then it needs to make it so a conversation can actually be made. And it has to hurt somebody in order for the change to make it to happen. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, right. Yeah, I know it because it's, it's it it is. It, I know I can hear the passion in your voice, and I can understand the frustration. And a, a, a lot of people and a lot of fans hear what you're saying. They 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 understand because it's it's getting to a point where it, it's like everything is being twisted when they're forgetting what the real reason is behind it. Um, but yeah. but thank you for 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 expressing your comments about it. I want to go back to um the show Get Shorty. Uh, which just sure. just had a, a, a season finale this past weekend, um, which also stars Chris O'Dodd and, and Ray Romano. What was it like to work with these two actors? Man, um, first of all, you're talking about two phenomenal actors, and not only them, but just an amazing cast of new-name actors or actresses that you may have not known from so many other products, but they come in and I feel like they fulfill their characters and they make you either love, hate them, you know, join them, have some type of emotional connection. But working with Ray Romano it, it, and Chris, but they they bring so much light to the show because, you know, it's, it's not only when we, I watch them and I see the mannerisms and the characteristics that they bring to their characters and, like, the choices that they make. And it inspires me, you know, and it keeps me, you know, uplifted and like, okay, well, yeah, I like I love what he did there. And then not only that, we... Off, you know, when we're waiting to shoot the scene, there's so many jokes going around. Like, we just joke. It's like you're dealing with these guys that are comedians and great with improv, and, you know, and it's, it's just jokes. And it, it just it, break, it brought us closer together. I think that's what helped with the chemistry. Um, and we were filming in Albuquerque, so, you know, we, we, nobody knew anything about New Mexico, Albuquerque, New Mexico. So we would go, you know, you know, we just got closer together as a cast, and I hope that chemistry translated on, 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 the, on the scene on each episode. Yeah, it's 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 very funny. I find it very funny, and I know it's based on the 1995 movie, uh, which starred Gene Hackman, Rene Russo, John Travolta, and Danny DeVito. Do you get to see the very first one before you uh, join the 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 the, the, tw- the 2017 version? Do you get to, to see the the movie beforehand? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I um, I remember watching it, you know, back when it came out um, in 1995. Cause then they did the sequel, Be Cool, which was off of was was like the the um, continuation spinoff of it. And um, John Travolta starred in that too, and Dwayne Johnson. So, and actually, it was funny because I watched them recently after the episodes have aired uh, of the 2017 version. Um, and I just I love those versions as well. But what I loved about ours is we kind of were able to. Davy Holmes being the, the main writer and the the, the, um, the showrunner, he just added that little extra like fire and extra little umph and that that 2017 type of you know uh, cinematics 
to it, to where, you know, it, 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 it has some edgy points, but then it has a little love, then it has that quirkiness still from the 1995 version. And being a part of it, I could, we would be a table reason. We would read the script, and we were like, oh, wow, okay. Everybody's kind of looking at each other after, and like, okay, yeah, we can't wait to shoot this. So it, it brought everybody in, and, and we were just hoping that that translate to the fans from the 1995, the fans from the book that Elmore Leonard had written before as well, too, before the movie, and we just wanted to, you know, do them do them honor, you know, so they can come along. And hopefully it seems like they've enjoyed it thus far. Yeah. Now, uh, is, is it too early to find out if there's going to be a season two? Uh, no, they actually announced a season two um the uh, after episode episode two, I think. Oh wow! So yeah, it it, it, was, it was announced. Now I haven't got my contract yet, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it has been announced. <laughs> uh, it has been announced that there will be a season two. Uh, I'm excited about that. I was excited because my character didn't die. I've been on yes. some of the other ones, you know, like that, but my character just didn't make it. But um, <laughs> my character made it, and you know, they kind of, you know. I, Hopefully, you know, people enjoyed Ed. You know, that's the character I played. Because, yeah, he yeah. <laughs> hopefully enjoyed it. So, you know, but right now we're waiting on that. And uh, it should, it'll happen. It's just everything's timing. But, yeah, season two is on its way. Now, speaking of uh, characters survived, um, your character in Jurassic Park, you, you didn't die in that one either. <laughs> yeah, you, you better tell it. You know, Jurassic, Jurassic <laughs> Yeah, in the Jurassic World, you know, I consider it as, you know, sci-fi, kind of horror, things like that. And being one of the only black men in it, you know, our minorities, we don't last too long in movies like that. We usually we usually get out. So I, I didn't know if I was going to get ate by a dinosaur or what. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was prepared to get ate by a dinosaur. I was working on my getting, my getting ate by a dinosaur face, acting face. But um, I didn't have to use that. Um but uh, yeah, I was the worst security guard it could possibly be. I couldn't keep anybody out of that control room, but <laughs> that's good acting. <laughs> yes, yes. Now that's let's talk about this this new film um, that you're getting ready to do. Uh, it's called Oath, and uh, this is something that uh, you're working with. Uh, well, Fifty Cents uh, is one of the uh, producers of the film. Um, and you filmed it in Puerto Rico uh, during it was it this yeah. past summer, right? Well, yeah, we actually were still filming. And, you know, unfortunately, the the second hurricane came through there, and uh, mm-hmm. so I like to send a shout out to everybody in Puerto Rico and to everybody that's listening. You know, continue to support Puerto Rico, help where you can, uh, in donations or whatever it may be, uh, because you know they're still in dire need for a lot of different things. Even though if the media stops covering it, they're still entire knee down there. Um, so, we, and we're supposed to go back. We're supposed to go back the, in the next couple of weeks to Puerto Rico uh, to finish filming. We were supposed to finish right at the end of September, but we know we, everybody had to be evacuated because of the storm. So right. now we'll get to go, go back and finish up uh, the season. And, you know, of course, everybody's excited about that. The cast and crew, that the local cast and crew in Puerto Rico are excited to bring us back to get back to work and the cast, you know, and everybody, the producers and directors are all ready to get back and go to Puerto Rico and finish shooting um, mm-hmm. the oath. So, yeah, and exactly. But I think people are going to enjoy the oath. The oath is, is a, a series based on street gangs as well as um, our uh, the police force, but also kind of 
as you may call it, gangs in the police force. Mm-hmm. So the police force has its own internal type of gangs, and I guess you could say groups, you know, groups and like that. But they're yeah, you could say they're gangs, and they 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 start to kind of clash with some of the street gangs and internalize some of the things. And now the FBI is involved because they kind of know some things that they didn't think they knew. So it really just becomes this big um, kind of circle of just distrust, loyalty, um, uh, crime, and, you know, and, and murders. And it's just, it, I think it takes, takes I, I believe it's going to take the uh, viewers on a whirlwind um, internalizing and seeing what kind of the underbelly of some things is going on. And a lot of it's written from the writer uh, as a formal former uh, police officer, former undercover police officer. And so a lot of his stories are, are coming from some of his experiences. Wow. Now, what, how do you end up working with, how do you get with 50 Cent on this project? How did that happen? Well, you know, 50 Cent has got his hands in a lot of different different uh, bags and things. And they, so his uh, production company came involved on this project. Uh, once the project had kind of started getting, going through the process of getting greenlit, um, I believe they just kind of wanted that that 50 cents vibe, and 50 cents uh, saw what was going on, and he wanted to be a part of it as well. And I think it's you know coming off of power with his production company, uh, with this I mean coming with his production coming off of doing power as well, which has been a hit show over on Stars. I mean 50, you know I'm sure everybody was happy to have 50 cents on board. I know I was happy to be a part of the project as well. So you know it's just it's about getting. The good people all involved and, and making some great things happen. Wow. Well, you know, um, Isaac, we're, we're we're wishing you much continued success, and we're looking forward to seeing this movie, um, The Oath. Um, you, it's on on Crackle. I'm not familiar with that. Is that another streaming type service? I'm not so, familiar with it. Right. So The Oath is going to be, uh, I believe, ten episodes. It's going to be a series, and it's going to be its platform is going to be. Crackle. Crackle is basically up and coming. It's, it's pretty much it has some great shows. You can it's free. You can download. So it's like Netflix and Hulu, mm-hmm. but this one actually is free. So it's it's an online streaming uh, channel that you can uh, you can you can pick up the app, upload the app on if you have the Fire Stick or if you have a smart TV as well. All you gotta do is look up Crackle, and then you know you'll be able to start tuning in to some of the shows, the content that they have on there now and. And the oath to be back top of the be out top of next year, two thousand eighteen. So wow, amazing well, cast. I think everybody be very surprised who's on it and yeah. Well, yeah, well, well, yeah, well we're really looking forward to it. And for those who didn't get a chance to see uh Epic's Get Shorty, you can also go to Epic dot com and, and, and sign up and you can also uh stream and look at those shows for free as well if you didn't get to ch- uh, check it out. But um, yeah. I I just wanted to tell you I I I I love the way you're acting. I, I wish you much continued success. We're looking forward to more projects from you, and uh, we just wish you much continued success. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, and I wish you much success as well. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being uh, a voice to the people and allowing them ears to take in everything that you're doing. Uh, have an amazing guest on your show, and uh, I just wanted to. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and everybody out there. You can always find me or reach me on Isaac Keys across the board. Isaac Keys, Instagram, Facebook, all of different things. Isaac Keys. I keep it simple. So, all right. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, 
You're very welcome. And uh, thanks again, Isaac. You have a great day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Isaac Keys. Make sure you check him out on Epic's Get Shorty. If you didn't get to see Season 1, you can go to epic.com, sign up for the streaming service. It's also free. And make sure to look out for him in uh, Crackles, The Oath, which is going to be premiering next year in 2018, which he uh, teams up with executive producer 50 Cent. It's part of his uh, Gene Unit film and television production, uh, which they explore uh, gangs made up of those sworn to protect and defend. Also, um, if you're not familiar with Isaac, uh, he's also a former NFL linebacker. He has played for such teams as the Arizona Cardinals, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Green Bay Packers. And make sure you follow Isaac on Twitter and Instagram at Isaac Keys. Right now we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go take a commercial break, and I'll be back right after these messages. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectoral. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Right now we have 15 minutes left remaining in the show. If you're just tuning in, you tune into the uh, Friday edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Today I was speaking with actor and NFL alumni Isaac Keys. Isaac is uh, uh, currently uh, just finished doing season one of Get Shorty, which is currently on Epic.com. It's like a remix, remake. Remake, I'm sorry, of the 1995 classic movie of the same name, and they just got picked up for season two. You can also catch Isaac in the upcoming production of The Oath, which he teamed up with uh, 50 Cent in uh, talking about uh, gangs and uh, how they are sworn in and how they protect and defend. That will be in 2018. And the interesting part about the production of The Oath, yeah, he filmed it in Puerto Rico uh, during the summer month, and uh, they also they can't wait to go back to Puerto Rico because, you know, they had to leave because of the uh, because of Hurricane Maria. So uh, they're looking forward, and they, they, he gives his shout-out and love to, to the people of Puerto Rico and to for, for all the people down there to keep staying strong despite the circumstances. Um Tune in Wednesday. That's Wednesday, October the 18th, where my special guest will be Miss Actress. Uh, she is uh, new on the scene, but she has, uh, her name is Akimi Look. She's an Asian actress, and she's going to be in the a movie called, um, let's see, it's, it's a movie called the, the, the Last Man on Earth. 
Collison. Matter of fact, the movie comes out today. It stars uh, Vanessa Williams in there. Uh, a lot of well-known actors. It starts today. She's going to be my guest next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you tune in for that. Also, if you like the show and you want to know more about That's Entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. If you're not a uh, registered listener here on the network, you can always go to www.blogtalkradio.com, register as a listener. It is free. Make sure you check us out on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number 1. Also like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment.radio. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14, stiletto like the shoe, S T I L E T T O, and the number 14, and follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. Well, that will do it for me for today. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.